Okay, all right, okay, all right, we're rolling. This is yet another episode of The Sainted Path. Where the fuck are we? It's me, your pal, Soraya the Great. I don't know where I am, but I've got someone here with me. Today we are treated to my extra special favorite human being in the universe, Trevor Richardson. Hi, guy. As someone who has been listening to podcasts nonstop lately, I am honored to say thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> it feels real good, don't it? Yeah. I'm going to be plugging my social media at the end of this. Oh, uh, plug your social media at the start of this. So okay. Trevor is an actual genius um, and one of the most critical thinkers and one of the most hilarious people that I know. I agree. Uh, tell us about all the things that you're doing and where we can find you. Yeah. So um, you can find me mostly on Twitter at Brisuve. That's B-R-I-S-W-V-E. Oh, W as in two U's, not <laughs> the letter W that's in the alphabet. B-R-I-S-U-U-V-E <laughs> um, on Twitter. Um, mostly where I'm retweeting stuff, like a lot of queer stuff, a lot of comic stuff, um, a lot of not safe for work stuff. Keep that in mind if you're checking me out at work. Um, you can also find me on adventuresinportaste.com. Um, that's where I write comic reviews and some video game reviews and some manga reviews. Um, you can just go to adventuresinportaste.com. Um, you can go to the about page where you'll see all of the really cool contributors that are there. Um, check them out too, but then you can scroll down to my page and click on me, and that'll get you everything that I've done on that site, basically. Yeah. Goody gumdrops. I uh, I don't keep up with comic books. I don't play video games, but I read everything you write like it's the <laughs> gospel. <laughs> it keeps me in touch. It keeps me in tune with the youth. Probably not, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We've known each other a good a good long little while. Yeah. Um, Trevor has literally on more than one occasion saved my actual life. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we've all heard me talk about in some degree or another how precarious <laughs> the last year was. Um, I have so much love and so much gratitude for this dude not just because he has physically like taken care of me when I've been ailing but because anytime I'm feeling some type of way I know I can turn around and be like Trevor what the fuck and <laughs> and I've got solidarity I've got a sounding board I've got sense and sensibility so yeah. I am grateful to have you as my friend I just oh, want to say that I'm grateful to have you too I'm gonna cry Good, good. I want more crying on this show. That's Honestly. What, that's yeah. what I'm about this year. More crying. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Speaking of the things that we are about this year, today, uh, Trevor and I work together at a bookstore, um, and uh, we actually don't get to work together a lot, um, which is intentional because we work with fascists and we are kept apart. <laughs> and if you think I'm joking... <laughs> <laughs> um, am I wrong? Am I exaggerating? No, no, not at all. We know I hyperbolize, but not about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, today was uh, maybe not a rare occasion. It's becoming a little bit more more frequent. But today we got to work together, and that means that we got to spend a lot of time together. And I realized at some point as we were taking the trash out that I don't think I'm going to care as much this year. <laughs> um, by which I mean to say I don't have many fucks left to give about just about anything <laughs> i am going to take a much more laid-back approach to life and the living of it <laughs> what about you how are you feeling about 2019 yeah like first of all it's really good to hear from you because <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> you've been stressed <laughs> um and 
Yeah, like, in a weird way, I have not been giving fucks for a while (laughs) about a lot of stuff. Basically, ever since, like, senior year of high school, I kind of learned where I need to start giving my fucks and where to give fewer. Mm. And, yeah, so for the year, I'm kind of going to keep up on that, but at the same time, give more fucks about myself and about my self-care and my future that's stressing me out Mm. (laughs) and you know and really sit down and go okay like less thinking more doing Mm -hmm. and less like punishing myself or like you know talking myself out of things and more talking myself into like figuring out the ways that we can do less thinking and more doing Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh are there we don't really have to get into it if you don't want to, but are there um, any things in particular that you've identified as far as, like, self-care goes uh, and, like, talking yourself out of things? Because I feel like those two things are are, are linked. Yeah. Um, and I know from personal experience, I, I yesterday had a serious panic attack. <laughs> uh, and I thought that I was at a point in my life, not to say that I was beyond that, but I did not think that I was in the mental state where I would be having panic attacks. It's been a couple, it's been a number of years uh, since, you know, I had regular panic attacks. And I, the difference between how I was living then and how I live now is so vast that it really, I didn't recognize that I was having it. Yeah. And it lasted for like two days. And I really kept thinking like, wow, these are heart attack symptoms. And I know that I'm not having a heart attack, except maybe I am. <laughs> and I had to stop and figure out, like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. And I kept trying to talk myself out of the panic attack instead of just, like, easing into it and just letting it be. Yeah. And I found myself sitting with a very sympathetic ear and, and like, willing myself to, like, please get it together. Like, <laughs> please just be okay. Like, you're fine. You're going to live. Yeah. Cut it out. Do you yeah. talk to yourself that way? Yes, one of the most useful skills I've ever developed that I did not develop until like maybe late last year was, you know, having like a depressive episode or having like a severe like anxiety moment or anxiety attack or whatever and actually being able to just like stop and be like, "Oh, okay. Here's what you're feeling. That is not the end of the world. Like you're still you and you're still doing fine you know you are feeling this way because you're having a bad day or because you're stressed about this it is not a reflection of your life and the soon to come conclusion of your life oh my god you know yeah like um and so it doesn't make it less horrible in the moment Mm -hmm. it doesn't just make me feel better Mm -hmm. um but it's kind of easier for me to just keep reminding myself like you here is what you're feeling because of this that is not the end of the world and this has happened before and kind of reminding myself that periodically throughout these episodes of whatever um if nothing else even if it doesn't make me feel better it's a better way to kill the time until I do yeah um rather than just being like oh, like, and this is terrible about myself, and you're ugly, and you're doing this, and the wrong, and blah, 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 and there's no future, and blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just helped me identify the crux of it. 
uh, in the moment, it's very much a personal failing. Oh, yeah. It's very much, this is happening because I have orchestrated this <laughs> and I am living in such a way oh, yeah. that this is the only natural conclusion. And for that, I suck. And mm-hmm. I've gone to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very good about not telling my things, myself things like that. Like, I don't suck. Yeah. I'm the bee's knees. I'm God's gift. But yeah. I'm God's really questionable gift. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if I were living up to the potential of being God's gift, I wouldn't be having this panic attack, which is stupid and detrimental. Yeah. And see, I just called it stupid, and that in and of itself right. is detrimental. Yeah, yeah. I um, had some car trouble recently. Some very, 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 very expensive car trouble. And... The only kind. The only... Fuck, yeah. The only fucking kind. And <laughs> the way that I was processing that was everything I did at college was wrong. Oh, no. I should have gotten a degree in this. I should have just accepted that I should have gotten a degree in something that I hate, but at least would pay me well. Mm. My mother was right about everything. Oh, no. I, that's the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am throwing my life away and I should sell everything I own. Like, and literally, I literally started selling everything I own. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you have to, there are times where you legitimately do, but no, there was, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to play video games anymore because I'm going to sell all my consoles because why? Yeah. Because even, and even though in those moments, I can still logically tell myself like when I when I catch myself again mm-hmm. and I think, okay, Trevor, you're thinking this because of this, you're stressed about this car thing. You don't need to sell all of your video game consoles because you're already figuring out how to pay for it without doing that. Yeah. But my panic is telling me that I need to sell everything I own and that I need to just be content with like like reading by candlelight <laughs> because it's that thing where, like, you can't logic yourself out of your totally illogical, like, biological function feelings uh-huh. of your brain freaking out. But, um, yeah, no. But it's it, it always does come back to this is my fault somehow. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the you know, a thing on the car broke and it's because I got an English degree mm. is what my brain tells itself. Yeah. Even though, what? Yeah. <laughs> See, when my broke-ass old car came back from the dead but still didn't accelerate, and oh, by the way, have my brakes always been this bad? I, uh, I, it was, it's not a reflection every time I get stuck at an intersection. It's never like, oh, this is because you dropped out of college and you're not doing anything worthwhile with your life. It's always like, this is my problem that I have to fix. Yeah. And that makes me feel terrible and alone and like I'm ill-equipped to do anything. Yeah. And I think about that worst case scenario of like, okay, so my phone doesn't work, my car broke down, it's the middle of the night and I'm in a ditch, what do I do? Yeah. And then I panic. <laughs> I don't want to figure it out alone, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was the first time, I think, that we had really, really expensive car trouble that my partner and I figured it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. I I did tell my mom what was happening, like, being, I, I, I remember I told her, like, hey, I'm having this car trouble, this is happening, and I told her that in the worst case scenario, I might ask to borrow money to pay back later, mm-hmm. um, this is the first time that I haven't been, like, this is happening and I don't know what to do, and, like, not literally saying the words, please help and pay for it, but, yeah. like, that's what happened, mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah. um, 
but yeah, this is the first time we did it like ourselves and just figured it out ourselves. And like, it was very stressful and, but we got through it and I guess we're adults. Like what the fuck? What the fuck for real? My birthday was this weekend as, <laughs> as we know. And, uh, happy birthday. Have you, have you mentioned that it's your birthday on the St. Path yet? No, it was my St. birthday. St. Path listeners. It, it was her birthday. Woo! Uh, Okay, in retrospect, yeah, one of like the top three birthdays of all time. Right. Yeah, very good time, very beautiful time. I mean, I I said this to you earlier, but I'm gonna repeat myself. Uh, if you asked me ten years ago, like what could like close your eyes and and think with all your heart of all the things that you want your life to look like and all of the the people that you want surrounding you and all of the things that you could ever possibly ask for. Open your eyes. It's 10 years later, and you have all of those things. I panicked through my entire (laughs) birthday weekend. I got snowed in to my wildest fantasy and my, like, happiest, most copacetic dream as a teenager. I got snowed into that shit, and there was no escaping. Like, this is it, kid. Congratulations. You made it. You're here. And I couldn't enjoy a single second of it. And I was so distraught, like... You know, I wasn't even distraught. I accepted the fact that I was having a bad time in my head. And I was like, later, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be disappointed in myself. Yeah. But right now, I'm just trying really hard not to have a panic attack. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, so much of it was, this is it. <laughs> We're grown. We're <laughs> so grown. Yeah. We're only getting older. Yeah. And I don't know why in my mind there's like this black abyss and I'm just going to fall in, like, fall off uh-huh. the edge and that's it. Yeah. Because st- we're still really young. Like, we're still stupidly young. Yeah. But I just feel like such a failure. <laughs> I just feel like such a failure and an underachiever. And I know that this is a universal sentiment for people our age. And, and I know that that's just the way that it goes. And I'm measuring myself up against all of the ideals and expectations of, like, my 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 parents, I guess, and society, et cetera, et cetera. And that's hilarious to me because I don't live my life trying to measure up to those things intentionally. Right. And I have my own set of shit that I care about, question mark? Now <laughs> I don't even know what I care about. Yeah. So I spent the whole weekend trying to, like, act like I was having a real good time because I was, in theory, yeah. having a real good time. Uh, but I know that that's a, a common thing, and that's a thing that we've talked about. Like, if you don't deal with some of the existential crises in your early 20s it seems like a lot of these big questions come up regardless and you find yourself having a midlife crisis maybe or you know you wig out in the middle of a sheets (laughs) at some point in your life and i just uh, what are your two cents on that you got your hand full of swings and you just freak out and your swings are on the floor you're, you're flinging your swings all over the sheet <laughs> and crying and asking to speak to a manager and you don't know why. Yeah. Great gas prices, though. Okay, gas prices. Yeah, I mean, great, I say, in terms of let's like what is within two minutes of me. But um, no, yeah, um, you mentioned that black abyss and we talked earlier about how, um, you know, as a youth, I did not see a future my... I could not see a future for myself because my situation at the time was bad enough to where when I tried to do the like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? I would only see black, like just nothing like, oh, like 
I'm not, am I even going to live that long? I don't right? know. Okay, can we stop and talk about that, actually? Because it never occurred to me to even talk about that. Yeah. I don't know how many people this happens to, but I feel the older I get, the more I realize, like, there's no way. There's no way that all of you are walking around perfectly okay all the time for your oh. entire life. Yeah. I spent, I want to say from the ages of, like, okay, let's say from, like, 15 to 23 I'm tw- I turned 26 on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So from 15 to 23, your girl was suicidal. Oh, yeah. And the only reason that I never dipped my toes too far into those troubled waters was because I had this rigid faith system that taught me that I was going to burn in hell for all eternity. Thank God I, I like, found the will to live as my faith in that system started to crumble because now I don't know that I believe that I'd burn in hell for all eternity, but I'm pretty sure that I don't want to find out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, same, like from probably like, I mean, I was just in a, in a, in a pretty bad living situation for like basically most of my childhood from like fifth grade, however old I was then until right before my senior year of high school and so for that whole period, like mostly in high school, because, you know, you don't really think about consider suicide. Of, let me rephrase. Most people shouldn't be considering suicide in middle school. I, I shouldn't say you don't because people do and mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, but I wasn't. But like, no, in high school, for sure. I was like, I think with the impending graduation and into adulthood coming, mm-hmm. I was in a place mentally where I was like, oh, well, I guess I better at least go to community college because otherwise I might not be alive Mm -hmm. because what else am I going to do but die, you know? Um, And so I would just see black. And then when I tried to picture my future and then, you know, got to college and I was like, okay, cool. I'm at least good for however many more years this lasts. I'll have something to do. And then when people ask me, what are you going to do after school? just see black, yeah. you know, yeah. like, um, I'm, maybe, maybe I won't live that long. Who knows? You know, <laughs> um, which I would never actually say to people, but that's what I would be thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I think how that connects to, you know, for, for example, not being able to enjoy birthdays or like, like for me at least, um, like you, you kind of, this sounds like over sim- simple or something, but like, you don't really know. I, let me let me say I. I at times I think don't really know how to be happy mm-hmm. um, because of how miserable I was for like more than ten years. Yeah. That when I I can you know I can watch a funny thing and laugh or whatever and I can have fun in moments or whatever. But in terms of being truly happy about something, I have to think really hard like am I feeling that? Do I know how to feel that and how to really like live in that? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm so used to just being so miserable for so long. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I don't enjoy, I, well, I shouldn't say I don't enjoy birthdays, but I, I have a similar feeling of like, I have to like, no, yeah, most of the time I probably don't even enjoy my birthday because I'm probably also just ruminating on, oh, I'm this new years old and I haven't yeah. done this and blah, blah, blah. And I, uh, I, I very consciously started making an effort at around, uh, not around, but so I moved back from Berlin and that was, I think, uh, son, I've hit rock bottom more than once, so it's hard to keep track, 
but that was definitely like I had I had hit rock bottom maybe in a different way maybe it wasn't the lowest I'd ever been but it was bad and I started to build my life back up from there and it took a long time I mean it took me a couple years to to learn how to cultivate happiness for myself in in my everyday life and I know since we've started being friends uh, there have been so many conversations that we've had about like my my outlook and my my point of view and the way that I live and my state of mind etc cetera, etc cetera. and I guess I don't know if I was letting too many things go by the wayside or if my boundaries was all out of whack and it's fucked me up because everything is completely disproportionate now and I can't seem to find joy in anything and I that was one of the things okay I had this really beautiful birthday where people showed me such kindness and such love and I was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I mean, it's so rude to be confronted with like joy and love that's being given freely and to be like, I don't, I'm unworthy. Like that's stupid. Someone yeah. is giving this to you and you should accept it graciously. And, right. I, and I did on the outside, I hope. And then I was worried like, oh my God, am I being gracious enough? Like, am I showing that like this <sighs> means enough to me? Like, have I said thank you enough? Like, am I being too much? Like, it's just chaos. Yeah. Um, and now, in most areas of my life, I'm kind of just at a loss. I don't know what the fuck is up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which way is up. I don't really know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really discouraging. Um, and it's weird, too, because I don't, like, I don't feel lost. Right. Like, I figured out enough of, like, the fundamental things to get me out of bed every day. Yeah. But I don't know what I care about, and I don't know what brings me joy, and I don't really know... I don't know. Yeah, the tw- the 20s are weird for everyone, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and more specifically, it's very weird to be in your 20s, and at least for me, to be in the best place I've ever been in my life. Right. The happiest I've ever been in my life. The most secure, the most independent, mm-hmm. all of that, and still be like freaking the fuck out about like oh do I have a future yeah like am I happy like Mm -hmm. I'm like happy in a day-to-day sense but like am I happy about my life Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. um mostly with regards to like myself and like internally Mm -hmm. as opposed to like my circumstances and everything if that makes sense I say that to in, in an attempt to not sound ungrateful mm-hmm. for all the wonderful people in my life and all the, you know, I have a roof over my head that I pay for and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there, I was listening to a podcast where, you know, one person had a point of view of like, you know, you're, you, you, people search for that idea of just being happy, mm-hmm. like broadly mm-hmm. in general. And this person's perspective was, well, Happiness is an emotion. You're going to have a lot of emotions day to day, and some of them will be happy, mm-hmm. and a lot of them won't be. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of like search for that, oh, no matter what happens, I am broadly happy in general, you know, depending on your life and your circumstances, you could be like reaching for something that's an ideal that maybe isn't realistic in that you know, when you're suffering, you're not going to, you shouldn't expect yourself to be happy when you're in pain, you know, that kind of thing. I, uh, so only because I've, I've like, I've made it a point 
to really like dig around and poke and be uncomfortable and figure out okay if this is if these are all of the things internally and externally that are that are causing me great amounts of suffering like how do we solve for them yeah because i've i've rolled my sleeves up and i've been doing the homework for for a couple years now i feel like i've bolstered my toolkit so on on bad days i'm okay like i fully in public having this panic attack for like we're going on two days now and i'm sitting here and i'm like crying in front of this person and we know you saw me almost die you had to literally like drag my ass around we know that I do not accept help. Right. <laughs> and that I, I do not show any signs of weakness, even when I'm blacked out in the shower. Oh. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So to sit and to be learning human things like, oh, I care about this person and this person cares about me and I'm going to allow myself to be vulnerable and yeah. I'm going to and I'm going to have this panic attack and I'm going to cry a little. Not a lot. Some tears like betrayed me and leaked out. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that I. I mean, I do want to. I wish that I could fucking cry. Right. We'll put a pin in that. We'll get back to that. We'll one. get back. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I sat there and I was like, I mean, it's all. It's gonna be fine. And Ryan looked at me and he's like, But it's not fine. And I went, No, it is fine though. And he went, It's not fine. Like you don't have to say that. And you. And I stopped him and I went, Look. As I'm, as I'm a hot mess, I was like, look, I'm not trying to invalidate the, 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 what I'm experiencing and what I'm feeling right now, and I'm not trying to be like, no, 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 it's okay, and push it under the rug. I'm saying, in general, broad perspective, eagle view, it is fine. Yeah. This shitty thing that's happening right now and the way that I'm feeling right now, those things suck. Yeah. But everything else is okay. Great you know? even. Great even. Yeah. Great. Oh my God. Thank you for being the one to say it. It is really, really great. <laughs> I learned that from you because yeah. I normally, before knowing you, I would have never said that. Yeah, but truly, <laughs> but truly high five me because yeah. we've come so far as We people. really have. Yeah. Um, the thing that's tripping me up lately is that I, uh, aside from everything generally being like really great, you know, like life is difficult and there are things that I'm struggling with and, and whatever i'm young and not all of my ducks are in the order i would like them in and most of them are missing and who had ducks where'd i get ducks from yeah um one of them is a mole rat oh my god oh my god one of them's a mole rat and then as it turns out they're all just following a homeless person and nobody even knows how we got here and yeah aside from that i don't know so there are there are there are easy things there are concrete things if these situations are prevalent in my everyday life, how do I solve for my how do I solve for my own problems? How do I put on my big girl pants and go to work to eliminate what is causing me strife and to elevate and you know generally upkeep my life? I don't know what the fuck I care about anymore yeah. or what I want. And I'm sure that's normal too and that's fine. I just wish I could be calmer about it and oh. that I could take a chill pill and enjoy the ride a little. Yeah. The thing that I've realized from all of my reading and from all of the programming on Open Lines, one of my favorite things is that all of my psychic friends are a little bit older than I am, and everything resonates. And so it's like I kind of have this this peek into the future, and it, it allows me to bridge some of the gaps. That's like my other. That's my favorite thing about having siblings who are ten years older than me and yeah. some. I've bridged a lot of gaps. Mm-hmm. I got to skip over a lot of experiences because I saw it done once, twice, three times. 
and I learned from all of their experience, yeah. you know, and it's so beneficial to be able to go, okay, this is normal human shit, this is fine, so I would like to fill this time instead with enjoying the power and beauty of my youth because it is fleeting. I am on the other side of 25. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> There's no going back. See, no, but we're so young, though. I know that, so young. that we, even though this is saying this is not going to make us stop feeling any less, less anxious about how we're aging, we are still so young. And I, and I, and I think both of us need to kind of add that to our mantras mm-hmm. of reminding ourselves mm-hmm. no 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 like we're still so young yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> i uh the one way that i remind myself of that is looking in my wardrobe and going sis you got 10 more years you got 10 more years where you can wear some of this shit <laughs> and, then, and then it's a different ball the, game. the holographic head to toe ensemble oh, sis, i'll always be in holograms that's, but that's true. some of the more sheer sequined things yeah those are those are quickly approaching their expiration yeah, date i'm gonna be at your funeral and the back row is still gonna be seeing like your holographic glint from <laughs> shining out of your coffin like Oh man, uh, <laughs> I uh, so spirituality. This yes. this segues neatly into. Oh God, um, we do not believe the same things. Right. Um, across the spectrum, almost we have very very different viewpoints right? about so many things. <laughs> um, my one of my big crises currently uh, is trying to navigate life, the universe, and everything without a faith-based community. Yeah. I, um, I practice my religion and I take my faith very seriously. And the, the space between this is religion and this is my faith, the gap between those things just grows every single day. <sighs> yeah. And I'm trying to... Okay, someone put it to me like this recently, and it was really helpful to me. Um, Parents want to be able to soothe their children and want to be able to offer them comfort. There are no absolutes in this world. But if you can tell your children that there is a great big man in the sky who cares about them and loves them unconditionally, and if you can afford your children any amount of comfort and give them anything to hang on to that is ironclad, then you you want to do that, right? Like, that's, that's the biggest purpose... I think that religion serves is all of us really really want to believe this thing that we believe right we really want to believe that the universe is all connected and that we all come from this 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 point of light and that everyone is equal and enough of us are scared enough and we're all talking about it and we all believe the same things so there we go let's form an organization yeah I, I have just boiled it down to its crudest, most simple this parts. This is Comparative but... Religions 101. Like, Not even. This is, right. the, this is the blurb on the spark notes for Comparative Religions. Right. The <laughs> course description. <laughs> um, the problem that I'm having is I think that the religious institution that I grew up in has so much to offer me still yeah. and has so much for me to learn from. And I think that there is a huge distinction between God, the universe, everything, the great mystery, the source, the creator, whatever you want to call it, and 
everything humanity has ever produced. Yeah. And any way, shape, or form that humanity has ever tried to even begin to describe the great mystery. Yeah. Uh, And the problem that I'm having is I know I'm not the only person in the world who has the doubts between the two. And I know I'm not the only person in my faith that recognizes that the organized body of people that we are and the way that we regulate ourselves and the way that we police each other is so fundamentally flawed and fucked up and broken. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one that has an opinion about it. But I am really upset about the crickets. And even more upset about the lynch mob. Right. If you say If you say one thing wrong, it doesn't matter if people secretly agree with you. The masses will gang up on you. Right. And that's not necessarily the case in, like, every faith. Like, there are plenty of, of you know, post-Christian Christians, and there are podcasts, and there's there are reams and scores of literature out there about people, or, you know, from the perspective of people who have lived within a certain belief system and then don't anymore. And the struggle, when you wake up one day and you look around and you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I'm lost, and I no longer have anyone around me yeah and that's the thing that's been fucking me up the most you need faith-based communities because they will believe for you when you don't Mm -hmm. you know when you when you wake up and you go i don't actually know about this whole god thing (laughs) you've got a team of people who go it's okay don't panic yeah like you might not know but we know and you can at least rely on the comfort of that right i don't fucking have that and I wake up every day, and I, I, I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. I don't have that in the conventional way that I expected it. And I don't have that in the conventional way that I wanted. Yeah. But I was sitting in the break room today, and I was talking to you, and I realized with perfect clarity, I have that in Trevor Richardson. <laughs> Trevor and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. This dude probably doesn't even believe in a god, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that when I come to Trevor and I go, I'm really fucking lost, he'll be like, it's cool. Yeah. I got you. (laughs) And we share the same values. And we care about... How did I phrase it earlier? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But... we I mean, we have a moral compass that more or less points in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to my partner about this earlier on the way here about how you and I, like you said, we come from opposite ends of the spectrum spiritually... But we are meeting and going in the same direction, mm-hmm. even if we came from two different mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. you know? Which ultimately is what faith is for. It's supposed to unite us all. I mean, there's this Islamic principle, Tawheed, unity. Everything originates from God. Yeah. And comes back to that, comes from it and comes back to it. And, 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 I, and I think that that's such a beautiful thing. Like, I think regardless of how any of us do when we <laughs> get up and get out of bed every day, yeah. I think that the point is that we're all doing it, yeah. you know? And I take extreme amounts of comfort in the fact that, like, like you like you said earlier, we're doing great. Yeah. We're doing great. We really are. Do you understand how powerful it is to have that parroted back at me? Like, you said that. Yeah. You know? Like, no, dude, like, pull yourself out of this funk. Like, you're fine, and I know this because you told me this once, and now I'm giving it back to you. That's what, that's what community is supposed to be about, man. That's the spirit of the goddamn thing. Yeah. I am so bitter and angry and jaded. <laughs> I'm too young to carry this much vitriol around. Same. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
It is ridiculous. And I know we're not the only ones. Right. And I know it's not the first time it's ever happened, but, like, what the fuck, humanity? It's the year <laughs> of our Lord, 2019. Are we still doing this? Are we still on this bullshit train? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, um, like, Trevor from high school or from maybe a few years ago, basically before you, meeting you and having you in my life, I could not see myself um, being friends with someone who is so like you know spiritual i'll use that in the broad sense and also but also specifically like you know religious and like practices a religion like high school trevor would have been like oh why, why would i hang out with someone like that you know yeah. because it was so opposite to what i you know well what i don't believe or whatever mm-hmm. um which you know if we want to we can get into my system I do. of beliefs yeah, yeah. and I stuff do want to if you want um to. yeah um but yeah, it's just one of those things where like the older the older you the older I get, I need to I'm do, trying to make a habit of stop you saying you get and or we. I or do. yeah, I mean we maybe but like yeah, I just you know it's all about specificity. So like the older I get, the more and the more I mean I've always been a very open minded person, and so and I think a big part of maturing, you know, or like that I think is maturing in myself was that being open minded means not only being down with the furries, which I very <laughs> much am, but also being open-minded about, like, religion and yeah. faith and things yeah. that in high school I'd have been like, oh, that made-up fairy tale nonsense? Mm-hmm. Like, I was, you know, one of those annoying atheists yeah. or whatever. Well, no, because I, I wouldn't say it to people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not but gonna, you'd be thinking it. I'd be thinking it, for sure. Yeah. And every now and then, some days, if I am really upset about something and thinking about something... I might still think it today or whatever. I'll I'll think something really Mm close-minded about religion in general, like not even specific to any one religion, but just faith or religion broadly. Um, But like I said, I think a lot of of my maturing has been being more open-minded to like hearing like your experiences and your beliefs and stuff and really thinking about like, you know, like just, just, you know, because I always want, I never want to stop learning, mm-hmm. so I want to hear about where you're coming from, not only to bond with you, obviously, because you're my best friend, but to learn more about the world around me. Like, hey, all that stuff that you were just pushing away and be like, nope, got no time for any of that. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> Don't need it. And, you know, because, you know, one of my favorite, as I said earlier today, one of my favorite words is intersectionality. <laughs> and what that word means is examining things keeping in mind the way every part of someone's of someone's identity intersects which includes gender race economic status and faith Mm -hmm. and so i can't just be like oh well that's stuff i don't care about yeah because if i'm gonna pretend to care about bettering the disenfranchised people of the world in any way that i can't in any small way that i can within Mm -hmm. my circumstances i need to acknowledge oh a lot of people believe in God. Mm-hmm. Let me see what that's about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So is that a hard line? Like there is no God for Trevor Richardson. It's one of those things where like my knee jerk reaction is to go, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how, how should I say that I know? Yeah. 
there could be something out there. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like, oh, but I'm a, what's the word? Is it agnostic where, yeah. what's your definition of that word actually? Because I don't even know agnostic? if I know. Yeah. Ooh, don't ask me for a dictionary definition, but sure. the way that I've always, the way that I've always approached it is that uh, there is, there is something, and I don't belong to any particular body that tries to define that something. Okay, so and and maybe that's way looser because in my mind it's there's a god, right? And I don't connect to that god through any organized religion. Okay, so yeah, so I can't even say I'm that because like <laughs> it's one of those things where I am never gonna sit down and say. There absolutely is no God and all of you are wrong. Mm -hmm. But I am going to say that even if I allow for the possibility of a higher power, like when I sit down and say, Trevor, do you believe in that? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Like there's, I can't like, or like I don't rather at this point in my life Mm -hmm. have faith or believe in a higher power or being Mm -hmm. or whatever. And in high school or like when I was younger, it was absolutely much more of a rejection. Yeah. Like I refuse to even like um, uh, entertain the possibility. Whereas now it's more like a lot of people believe a lot of things. I don't, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I want to hear about where you're coming from, yeah. you know, and yeah. and see what I can learn from that in my own way and like how that could maybe apply to my life, mm-hmm. even if it's not in the literal, like, oh, I'm going to convert sense. Yeah, yeah. But just in the, oh, that's your approach to this. That's a useful way of thinking about something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, when, uh, when we first met and first started becoming friends, uh, there, I remember, I, I remember so much of, like, the last two or three years have been so... I don't even have an adjective to describe yeah. <laughs> the amount of change that has occurred. Yeah. You um, have lived a few more lifetimes than you thought you would have by now. I think I just messed that lyric up again. You did it. You got yeah. it. <laughs> In case listeners have not purchased the Pneumonia EP, one of my favorite albums of the decade, century, or life. <laughs> Is an EP an album? It's No, but it may as well be. One it's of my favorite part of works album. of <laughs> art all, yeah. ever please purchase the pneumonia EP by Rosie Copacetic because those lyrics, I'm telling you, like I will not stop telling you that those lyrics are so good. Thank you. Anyway, back from the shameless plug. We're, uh, we're making new stuff actually. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, so there's, there's, I remember distinctly thinking about this in my head and framing it in the context of you and Will and with Willow. Yeah. Willow is another friend of ours who uh, is a staunch atheist. There is no God. There will never be a God. There has never been a God, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you and Willow are my best friends. And uh, so here was the catalyst. I knew a Catholic that I cared very much about. And that's the key thing here because you have to open your heart to allow light to pour in to change you and you don't recognize how like real that change is and how much of the negative bullshit is actually going to transform you into the beautiful butterfly etc etc here's this catholic that i cared about so the heart is open i am not catholic (laughs) i have studied catholicism as a hobby for over a decade now Cause I think that shit's buck wild. <laughs> I think it's nuts and bolts. I think it's amazing. 
And I mean that with the utmost respect. Right. More or less than to some degree, because yeah. some of it doesn't re- deserve any respect. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I knew this Catholic, and I started to recognize the like direct correlation and the overlap between what I believed and what they believed. Yeah. And the nature of our relationship was such that we were both like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, this is so freaking cool. Look at all of these, you know, synchronicities and all of these beautiful things that are happening in this exchange that is flowing between us despite our major differences. Yeah. And then this Catholic would say shit about, like, carrying Christ around in their heart and, like, being the light of Christ. And in my mind, at the time, I was a very different kind of Muslim than I am now. I just thought... That's that Catholic blasphemy right there. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I cared about that person, I really thought, like, you're fucking tripping. Ooh. You are tripping. <laughs> like, what mere mortals are we to sit here and talk about being God? Right. And and carrying the light of God around. I mean, that's such Catholic language, too. Like, sure. what tomfoolery is this? Here I am now, and I really think, <laughs> I really think, Regardless, like, take the religion out of it completely, okay? I do believe that there is a source. And I do believe that this three-dimensional reality that we live in and all of the other layers that we don't see Mm -hmm. are all woven together into this big cosmic tapestry that is life. And I think that there's a craftsperson behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a purpose. And I think that... It's all orchestrated, and I do believe in in maybe not destiny. Well, yeah, destiny. Like, I do think that it's all already been written. Every mm-hmm. possible variable and interpretation and decision and infinite number of possibilities have all been written. Yeah. Like, I do think that there is a gatekeeper or a, a something. The lore and the where-tos and the why-fours don't interest me at this stage in the game. But I do believe that. And now... All these years later, from having known that Catholic and having been burned by that Catholic and having my whole life flipped up on its head and, and, and having learned so many mundane lessons about day-to-day life and, and boundaries and friendship and whatever, I think about the fact that we're all light. <laughs> you know, like we're all bodies of light. We're fucking energetic beings, you know, in a vibrational existence and we're all fucking light and it's comical to me how different I am from you know just two or three years ago and and how all it took was was that one that one thing that blossomed into you know I ended up somewhere else I ended up somewhere completely different in my life um yeah I don't remember (laughs) where else I was going with that but yeah uh I don't know I I respect oh yeah so you and Willow so I oh yeah yeah. for a long time (laughs) yeah so for a long time after things were in flux and I would kind of evaluate like I looked around and I realized I don't have any friends that believe in God right <laughs> I don't have, all of my friends are atheists yeah <laughs> and, I, and I really struggled with that for a, like a hot minute like right. that was an ex- that was a crisis that I lived through and I came to realize and it's like I said earlier your your faith community the people that you can lean on and depend on when you're having a dark night of the soul aren't necessarily going to be the people that believe the same things as you in terms of, you know, creation and life, the universe and everything. What I've come to realize about you and Willow is that we have the same values. Yeah. And we 
operate pretty much at the same wavelength, you know, and, and the output's a little different, but it's, the intention is there. Like we're trying to be good people, Yeah. you know, and we're trying not to harm ourselves or to harm others. And more importantly, or, or with you two specifically, we're always learning. Yes. That is my favorite thing about both of you. And, and I have had to question and reevaluate every relationship I've had in any capacity for my whole life. <laughs> but I, anytime I ask the question like, okay, is my heart happy here? Am I learning? Are we growing? Y'all fucking check those boxes off and then some, and I never have to worry about it. Yeah. And that's my favorite, favorite thing. So yeah. if nothing else, at least at 26, I know that I'm doing that right for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. It, Cause it's funny, like, um, yeah, pretty much. I, I I don't need to repeat what you just said because I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's all about just yeah, always learning, always being open. Cause that's the thing. I feel like you know, people, a lot of people age, mm-hmm. but not everyone grows. Yeah. I think I stole that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think I may have heard that from somewhere. So don't quote me on that. Um, and I think a lot of it just has to do with a lot of people. You know, they get to an age and they just think, okay, I've got it all. Yeah. I don't need to hear anything else or know anything else. I have all the answers. I thought that. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about being open-minded. I'm, I was the least open-minded person that I knew. Yeah. For all the game that I talk and all the, you know, the strutting that I do and I'm this intelligent and have been in a revolution and then some the most closed-minded person that I know and it took a doofy Catholic to be like oh but I carry Jesus in my heart (laughs) and me laughing at him like what an idiot (laughs) that's the softest shit I've ever heard like your your faith is a joke (laughs) um you know and actually uh, you teach me shit all the time and and like not in a not in a, like a warm fuzzy way either, but in a way where I have to acknowledge to myself like, oh, I'm close-minded and ignorant as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, and what's so funny though is that like, you know, you, it's one of those things where you, even if you are or have been or can be close-minded, it's not like that door is locked, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. otherwise I wouldn't be friends with you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um which is why I'm friends with you and why I value our friendship so much is we can have, we could come from the complete polar opposite places, even on something on a much more mundane level than mm-hmm. like faith or whatever, yeah. um, where we'll be having a conversation and it's not literally like this, but there's a moment of us both being like, Oh, <laughs> like today where I was like, fuck Alaska. And you were like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So me, so maybe, maybe on, <laughs> With regards to things a degree more serious than that, but still a not degree that major. more serious than drag queens. Than drag queens, right? Um, and but even if we both will, it's but it's not even like it create. It's not even like we run into like a conflict about it though, or like mm-hmm. a moment of tension. Mm-hmm. It's just a moment of like, oh, like you think this and I think this, yeah. and we talk about it, mm-hmm. and we're both like cool great and we just keep walking together in that same direction you know yeah very often there there will be things that we talk about where we don't come to a consensus right Uh, and it's okay cool i'm glad that you think that way and that i'm gonna keep thinking this way yeah (laughs) and we just scurry right past it (laughs) (laughs) and not to say that we're ignoring 
like things that'll create problems down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah. It's genuinely that we just know how to coexist. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. if we di- disagree on something, mm-hmm. it never has anything to do with like, like valuing human beings yeah. or mistreating people yeah. or it's you know and and I think that's yeah ours is the most interesting friendship I've ever had for sure yeah. because I'm so used to surrounding myself with people who just think the exact same things as me all the time mm-hmm. um, and I do think there's value in that for mm-hmm. sure like you said you know similar value systems yeah. or whatever um but um yeah I don't think I've ever had a friendship where there are so many things that we completely like I don't even want to say don't agree on, but just are so, have such differing perspectives on. Mm -hmm. And yet, like, I feel, I feel like we're just cut from the same cloth, you know, even if it's two different ends of the cloth or something. I, uh, I, so I think about that a lot because when I looked around and recognized that I didn't have, I genuinely, I can count them. I have two Muslim friends and I've known them both since my youth. So it's not like these are friendships that I've had to work for, or like, or I mean, you have to work for them, but you know, right, right. they're not friendships that I've I've newly had to cultivate, or, yeah. or it's harder to make friends the older you get. Oh but, my god, yeah, that's uh, a whole other episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I look around a lot, and I think about the people that I spend the most time with, and the people that I'm closest to, and the people that I have the deepest conversations with. Taylor Ruckel is the only person that I that I talk to like hardcore in-depth deep dive let's talk about religion let's talk about scripture let's talk about faith and uncertainty go yeah and that dude is as christian as they come literally currently reading the bible finish the bible actually oh, he yeah it. cool <laughs> <laughs> he finished the bible i was actually amazed that he anyway anyway, anyway. he did uh, that that's a long book i mean it happened <laughs> so this was a a cover to cover reading of the bible right. and it um it he just plowed through the end of it faster than i thought he would but anyway We'll let him talk about that some other time. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and, and, and I think about, like, okay, I spend so much time with him and with his family, because I'm, you know, over there for band practice all the time, and his family, I mean, I love them so much. They're my people, you know? And I think about my friends, like you and Willow, and I would die for both of you. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I would die for, like, literally anyone, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I would, you know, actively, like, go above and beyond for you guys. Yeah. And I really, I, I just panic about everything because that's just who I am. Yeah. But I have been panicking for the last couple years about the fact that, like, where where are my people, though? Yeah. Where are my people? Yeah. Where's my tribe? Yeah. You know, when I die, who's around who's going to know what to do? Right. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, like, like, don't fucking cremate me. Don't, you know, don't embalm me. Like, there are protocols. Like, yeah. I need you to be washing and praying and doing the whole thing that I genuinely have. Like, I spent my whole life believing this shit for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, if I'm checked out, I'm checked out. And it doesn't matter what happens to my body. <laughs> but then there's a bigger part of me that's like, I don't know that. Right. Which is why I cling to the things that I was always told. Yeah. Because until I have more evidence, I'm not willing to abandon everything. Right. So what do I do? Where are my people? And I'm at a point right now, in this moment, where I am okay with not having the tribe that I thought I should have. Yeah. You know? 
when I am around other Muslims, I feel like an outsider. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about, with like the ummah in general, like if I see, if I see a, um, a woman in public who's wearing a scarf, I struggle with whether or not I should, I should say hello. Like that's my Islamic duty, first and foremost, yeah. is to, is to say salam alaikum to other Muslims, to, to greet them and to wish them peace. Yeah. That is my Islamic duty. And I can't bring myself to do it a lot of the time huh. because of the world that we live in and the society that has curated all of this hatred and, and I don't wear a scarf so I don't look like you so now it's this whole thing and, you know, there's a lot. Right. And then I go to the mosque and I just feel like, uh, what if I say the wrong thing? Or And I, and the thing is, is that makes it sound like my Muslim community and the, you know, the Muslim world is really intolerant and they're not. I just have all of these preconceptions and all of these silly things that I that I carry around with me and that I let weigh me down all these should like what ifs and what about and you know worst case scenario things they don't come from nowhere but I also want to make sure this is why I struggle with talking about my religion specifically too is because I can't be the voice piece for this because there's too much undoing Mm. to do you know I have to I have to wade through so much bullshit and cut out all of the, oh no, but that idea that you have that actually comes from this political thing or that comes from this media misrepresentation or that comes from this, that, and the other or that comes from this cultural thing that does happen but has zero to do with the faith itself. It's a lot. Yeah. And then to be living in the middle of it, I know what's up with me and God. I know what God expects of me through the scope of this thing that I was taught and maybe then some. Yeah. But I don't know how to live that comfortably among other people who claim to believe the same thing. Right. It's just a lot. And I don't, I am not in a place where I can evenly sift through all of it and make peace with it. It's yeah. a lot. Uh, the hardest thing is with your family. Right. Um, and I wonder, do you ever... I mean, maybe that's not a fair question to ask, and maybe that's a little too dicey, but I was going to say, do you... Oh, bring it on. Ah, okay. <laughs> have you come up against that this thing where you have a fundamentally different ideology about how you are living and who you are as a person and your identity than the people that are closest to you and the people that you share genetic material with, who should be there for you 100% no matter what, but right. sometimes fail that test? Right, so... I can, with pleasure, at least say, no, I have not literally come up against that because the only person in my family that I'm well okay there's two people in my family that I'm closest to and the only one who lives in the same state as me is my mom Mm -hmm. and you know it may have been a bumpy road to get there but she and I in terms of like who I am and like my identity as a queer person and as whatever else totally copacetic no problem whatsoever um the rest of my family, when it comes to the rest of my family, who mostly live out of state, um, I have one grandmother that I'm out to, um, and therefore I'm out to my one grandfather, who she is married to, <laughs> and my aunt, who lives with them. I'm out to them, um, and, you know, they are nothing but cool, um... Is this the grandma that sings happy birthday to Jesus? No. Okay, because I was going to say. That is not the one that I am out to. And speaking of, the rest of my family, I am not out to. And (laughs) 
I can't even really get to, oh, by the way, I'm gay, because we're going to start with, hey, I haven't called in five years. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because um, I don't like y'all, mm-hmm. um, and funnily enough, a lot of that has to do with the way that they practice their faith mm. and the way that, um, and this has a lot to do with, I, I think this has a lot to do with why I don't, you know, believe in any higher power or whatever. And what, where a lot of the rejection part came from when I was younger was that I was seeing people in my family who I would see maybe once it, once or twice a year anyway. So whatever that means. Um, but when I would see them, would be preaching something, but acting a different way. And like, you know, you know, my family is very Christian. Like, like you just said, sings happy birthday to Jesus, (laughs) which is hysterical and cute and adorable, but also is low key an example of one of those things where I'm like, but that's not anything. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's just yet another example of you, like, you know, talking about like, you know, God is love and, you know, Jesus loves everyone and we should all love each other and love your neighbor or whatever. But then being so hateful mm. in the way you talk about other people or the way you like will talk to people sometimes or like I have a family member who, you know, would like take me to church when I visit with them and do all the like, you know, oh, like God is great and we all love each other and blah, blah, blah. And then we'll be, we'll be at home and they're flipping through the TV and God, one time they got to, I think it was, um, what channel was it? It was like MTV or, or something. Cause I think mad TV was on. I don't know what channel that was on. Mm-hmm. And this person with confidence and a plum said that channel is for fags and whores ah! and changed the channel. And that's low-key hysterical to me now because it's so outrageous that you have to laugh instead of crying. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, that's the most hateful shit I've ever heard. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. And who, like, you know, when we're seeing a news report about, oh, a natural disaster wiped out this, you know, a huge percentage of this third world country's population, and these people would literally go, well... I guess they weren't Christians. Like, if they believed in God, they would have been okay, but that's what they deserve. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, this is like eight-year-old Trevor who barely knows anything about anything mm-hmm. and is sitting here going, oh, no, I, there is a disconnect. Yeah. And I don't want anything to do with whatever y'all are doing mm-hmm. because that's not right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like... um, and so, um, you know, even though the reason I don't talk to most of my family now has more to do with, like, a specific situation where there was all kinds of family drama, and they said some really un- things that, they said some things about some people where I, even if the people they've said the things about mm-hmm. have forgiven them, I refuse to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole thing. But um, but also, even if that stuff didn't happen, I, I never had a desire to visit them more than once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, shit, like, even if theoretically y'all wouldn't disown me mm-hmm. for being queer, I know that it would be such 
a miserable hassle being around you and being queer and open that I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And and I know these people, I don't really, I, again, I would see them once or twice a year. I don't really know these people mm-hmm. in a way to where I feel at all close to them. Yeah. So it doesn't feel worth it to try to cultivate the relationship. Okay, well, well, you're my blood, so even though it'll make me miserable, I'm going to work on this relationship and be queer and mm-hmm. we're going to work on blah, blah. I don't have time for any of that. Yeah. I see you twice a year and you live in a different state and we don't know each other. And so, so to answer your original question, I've never come up against, you know, fundamental differences of beliefs in my family, literally. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have, yeah. like, internally and theoretically mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, until until very recently, I always had this, like, ironclad impression of, like, blood is thicker than water. And even though, like, with my extended family, I have cousins and uncles, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't particularly care for any of them. <clears throat> I'm friends with some of my cousins. I say friend, and I use that term very loosely. Sure. Um... But I certainly don't like their parents. Yeah. And I can say that with the utmost conviction. And I had this this idea, though, that it didn't matter whether or not I liked you because we were related. And that meant something and that counted for something. Right. And the problem with questioning all of your beliefs is that you really, you have fewer and fewer and fewer things to cling to with any kind of certainty. Yeah. And everything just becomes kind of a free-for-all. And, uh... As far as family goes, it's like, well, people are going to make you feel really shitty and complicate your existence, and it's never productive or healthy, then there's no room for that. Yeah. And I think we all kind of, and I actually kind of learned that from you. I think we, we, as people, fall into the trap of, oh, but they're family, and we're not being, like I said, constructive. Right. Because I think you can have your differences... <clears throat> And, and we can we can be different and believe different things and maybe my immortal soul is damned but we're still gonna have Thanksgiving together and have a civil dinner right um and that's not the case for yeah. a lot of people and I think I'm at a point where I'm like well fuck it then fuck it yeah. and I hate that though I hate that attitude I mean it sucks and it's but... just and it's just like that though sometimes you know there there millions of people out there that don't talk to the people that were are they're related to and yeah. it's a very common thing i uh i have been thinking about spiritual compatibility um that phrase comes up a lot in the context of relationships um a thing that you hear very often is to make sure that you and your partner are spiritually compatible mm. <clears throat> you have to be physically attracted to each other you should be spiritually compatible you should be this that and the other there are like four or five big criteria where across the board in every field be it you know spiritually or theologically or scientifically or or whatever the case may be experts agree if you're not meeting these criteria then you're going to struggle in terms of longevity in this relationship there are going to be moments where things come up where you realize we think very differently and there might not be a future in this. Sure. That was the way that it was always pitched to me. There might not be a future. Like there is, and I'm being nice about it. There is no future. <laughs> there is no future. If these criteria aren't met, you're wasting your time. Right. Hard and fast. That's it. Done. So it was pointed out to me recently 
Um, oh God, I hate being candid, and I'm gonna have to. We're what, gonna do it. What do you have to show for if you're not if you're not speaking your mind? I don't like it. We're just... <laughs> it's hard, but we're in it together. It used to be so easy. Right. I don't know what changed on that front. We'll unpack that another day. Yeah. So, I am in a relationship with someone who does not believe the same things that I do. Right. And this is the first time that I have ever thought to make a relationship known to my family. Um, and to bring a partner home and to go, hey, people, this is my person. Yeah. And I, I knew what to expect. And given that I knew what to expect, and I expected the worst, uh, it actually went over pretty well. And I have sort of changed the narrative. And it's rocky and uncomfortable, and we all hate it, and it's not <laughs> going terribly well, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's dicey for everyone. And I was told in no uncertain terms that I was making a poor life choice. <sighs> And it was going to be problematic uh, for my immortal soul was the was the the real conversation it was really about like, hey, but what you're doing is wrong. And then I had scripture quoted at me. <laughs> right. And I had scripture quoted at me out of context. I was going to say misquoted. Like, even if it was word for word, it was misquoted. Thank you. <laughs> so that right there. You remember that one. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get too heated. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, actually, no, let's start with that. Let's yeah. just go right for it. So, sure. I was told in no uncertain terms, this is wrong, and here are the sources that we're citing. Sure. Your girl is here to do her homework. Yeah. I put more time and effort into my beliefs than anyone that I know. Uh-huh. I think it's amazing that the conversation started with, I don't know, I don't know you, is not what was said, but what should have been said. Hey, Sadaya, we don't actually know you. <laughs> hey, Sadaya. We've not met. We have love you. Have you ever read the Quran? <laughs> we love you, and you live here, and we don't see you ever, and we don't know what your life is like, and we don't know you, and haven't known you for years. Yeah. But, do you know about this thing called Islam that we practice? <laughs> Let's talk about some of the things in this practice that you might not know about. Yeah. I genuinely respect it and appreciate the fact that these people care. Right. Right. I know that they meant well. Okay? But they done fucked up when they quoted scripture at me <laughs> out of context. <laughs> it's like when um when like fuckboy losers on the internet will be like yelling at a woman for existing and will like you know quote like quote an article and link an article like trying to back up their words and it's an article that that woman wrote ah! do you know how many times this happens <laughs> this was your moment so not <clears throat> that you wrote the Quran, obviously no, 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 obviously but, but i appreciate the sentiment it's that same energy yeah. of who the fuck do you think you're talking to <sighs> and the thing is i'm really proud of myself and yeah. i'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one i'm really proud of of the aplomb with which i sat there and i went thank you yeah for your thoughts <laughs> and i appreciate any knowledge that you are trying to offer me right i will take all of the scripture and i will review it yeah. and i mean that sincerely and i will keep both of my eyes open and right. I will remove my ego from the equation and I will read it the way that you are 
hoping that I will read it. I will read it through your perspective. I will read it and try to understand what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Okay? So I went back and I reread my favorite book and I realized, honestly, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I was told in no uncertain terms, <sighs> it is haram. It is, it is not permissible in any way, shape, or form. God frowns upon you. It is wrong. Right. To marry a non-Muslim. Sis. The actual word, the actual group of people, al-mushrikeen, the polytheists. So, more important than verbiage and whichever nouns were used is the context. This is the part that really grilled my corn. How are you going to... What's that? What's that? Someone said, uh, like, my like, gravy. um, what was that? Something about like cotton and shitting in a cotton field. What was that? Collo- oh what was that colloquial phrase that someone used recently? I, I know what you're trying. Yeah. To to. Okay. Okay. We gotta keep going. We gotta back on track. Alex, Google shit and cotton. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. Um, the thing that really cheesed me off was that. We're quoting this shit out of context, yeah. and we're not even taking into account when this message was delivered, to which group of people, yeah. why it was being delivered, what was culturally relevant at the time. I mean, if you're going to practice a religion, you have to understand that religion as a, leave, a living, breathing thing that we, human beings, have been carrying out throughout the years. Yeah. This is a... This is a, a, a living narrative. It's a story that we continually tell. But we're amending parts of the story or pretending that everything came that you know came before us, with the exception of the book itself, yeah. and and like key players from the book, are the only things that count. Uh, Taylor, having reread the Bible recently, we were we were talking about this, and it and all of the amazing like people talk about the Psalms all the time, and the the whole of the New Testament. You can read it out of context. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it is that it is applicable to all of us at any time, regardless of our situation, our circumstance, and where we are, and, and, you know, what, how far advanced we've gotten as a civilization, it doesn't matter, the Bible is still applicable. Well, actually, caveat, it's, it's not, though, the way that we're applying it. Right. The beauty and the wisdom of these texts, and of these, of these philosophical ideas that we have about a creator, are that they, the creator itself the force of life, the universe, and everything, that is a universal principle. That is a thing that never changes or and, and transcends time and space. That is a thing that is ever current and relatable. The way that we talk about it changes as we change. Yeah. And the way that we fucking approach our scripture changes as society changes and as civilization grows and expands. Yeah. And y'all motherfuckers are here quoting scripture at me left, right, and center. I got Christian dudes at the bookstore coming in all the time trying to save me, and it's like, right. son... You're quoting your scripture incorrectly. I yeah. know because I study it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Did I tell you? Anyway, 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 anyway. Anyway. So all of that was to say, uh, I went and I did my homework. Yes. And then I started to think for myself about spiritual incompatibility and what it actually means 
to invest time and energy into a relationship and then to find yourself years down the line in this relationship and and you recognize like shit we made all this effort and I spent all of this time and there are some inconsistencies or there are some things that don't add up and it's really difficult like we've reached a point where we stop we've stopped growing together right you know um and I and I thought for most of my life that that directly correlated to like well we have to practice we don't necessarily have to practice the same religion to the same degree but we have to believe the same thing yeah i boil down to his simplest parts if you believe that there's no god and i believe that there is a god that is a fundamental incompatibility right since i've been diving down the rabbit hole and thinking about this my thoughts as they stand are that it's like i was saying where where you are you're my you're my you are my tribe yeah. You know, you're in my tribe. And I know that when I'm having a dark night of the soul and I really don't know which way is up and I like I, I I know that there's a God, but I don't believe all the time that the effort that I make to try and like, you know, uphold this God and, and the, the, the way that I try and relate myself to this God and the things that I do, I don't actually know that any of that matters or counts for anything. Right. Like, there's a huge divide between what, in my mind, is a fact. There is there is a source. Yeah. And then there's everything else. <laughs> there's everything else. We are fucking nothings. We're drops in the bucket. I don't believe that we are inconsequential or that our existence is meaningless. Because, sure. like I said, like, there's a tapestry and it all tells a picture, a story and whatever. But we're making it up. Right. And there's no proof that we're not making it up incorrectly or that we're not telling really stupid stories to ourselves you know but i know that if i'm having the kind of day that really incapacitates me and i really need help i can pick up the phone and i can call you or i can call taylor and i can be like yo and let's go to sheets let's get us a handful of swings and let's just shake until they're all on the floor (laughs) and (laughs) and honestly though like that to me that is on a spiritual level, you've got my back. Yes. You know? Yeah. We don't believe the same things for a second, but I know that you will bolster my faith and my belief in the things that I believe, and you will encourage me to continue to grow my faith. Yeah. And you will encourage me to keep doing the things that I need to do so that I keep thriving and growing and changing and blossoming into, you know, the beautiful crone that I someday hope to be. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. It's like recently there was a moment, and I'm not going to put you on blast but i am going to put you on like uh like sizzle or something um where you were like yeah like this thing happened and i was having this kind of day and it was this kind of day and i did this and even and it was related to your faith mm-hmm. um and even i was like oh you did that like do i don't we... remember the specifics but i remember you i remember you being like oh like, and I remember your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... Should I put you on blast? Should Will we just you sign talking? it to me? Because I might not want this out there. Oh, I don't know <laughs> how to sign. Me, I know. Give me a clue. Is there any way to tiptoe around this? Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's cool. It's great. It's fine. Put me yeah, on blast. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. We have the clearance. Um, the, the, the NDA, we reviewed it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it was a time where you mentioned eating some pork. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a religion, don't have a faith. Mm-hmm. High school Trevor 
would have not have blinked mm-hmm. and maybe would have even said, good, yeah. do what you want, because fuck all that. I wouldn't have said that, but yeah, that would have yeah. been my energy. Um, but adult Trevor, or Trevor who was trying to be an adult <laughs> as much as he can, um, recognized, oh, this conflicts with something that I know to be very important to you and that brings you a lot of happiness and I want you to be happy and I want you to be fulfilled and I Mm -hmm. want you to you know be on to stay on the path that I know you want to be on so I so that reaction I reacted like wait what did you do? Yeah, you were, like, I, honestly, I was more surprised at your reaction than anything, because I, I remember being like, oh, like, Trevor is, like, <laughs> floored right now, because this is actually serious. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and it comes from a place of, like, damn, you must have been having a really fucking terrible day, and must be, must, must have been, or may still be in a bad place, and now yeah. I'm concerned, yeah. like, you know, oh, I hope that everything's okay, and, like, you know, you know, it wasn't me, you know, obviously it wasn't me going, you ate pork, but like, you shouldn't do that because it says, but it was, but it's, it's that, it's that recognition of, you know, because we don't have the same faith and we Mm -hmm. come from different places. It was like, oh, things are rotten in the state of Denmark. Are you okay? yeah, Yeah. And like, even if I don't believe something, if I know that you do, and I know that it brings you happiness and that, you know, you aren't, you aren't, you are, you are doing something contradictory to your own Mm self-interest as your friend. I want to be like, hey, let's have a chat. Where are you at? Like, let's, 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 what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure that it's, I'm not sure with, with romantic partnerships, uh, if it is as beautiful and copacetic as it is in our friendship. Sure. Like, I don't have enough data yet. Right. You know, I can't say for certain that it will work out in any, not, not, not just, I don't specifically mean in my relationship currently. I mean in any relationship. I feel like the, 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 the game is played a little differently in those scenarios. And so I'm not sure if in the long run it is wise to, to, build a life on something that is so mismatched. Sure. I just don't know yet. I just really don't know. Yeah. But I think it's pretty important to recontextualize and to like stop and reevaluate and to ask you know, what does compatibility actually mean? Yeah. You know, and and who are your people and are they actually showing up for you? And what does it mean to show up for someone? Yeah. You know? Like, I genuinely, in that moment, I was like, shit, Trevor loves me, and I am so blessed. Because I recognized, like, in your face, you were like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And in your tone of voice, it was really like, Sadaya, like, what's going on? <laughs> I know you. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Um, and that's a beautiful thing that I'm so grateful to have. Yeah. I'm grateful to have it in you, too. Yeah. You know. Aww. Yeah, and I think that... Um, with compatibility and with, to me at least, um, you know, I think that it's just like, it is finding that, figuring out both for yourself and for each other, like, you know, what are the things that are going to be just 
ways in which we are different people, mm-hmm. which we all are, mm-hmm. and what are things that are like, oh, we are going in two different directions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Those things are hard because you don't know until you've already diverged off that same path and you've taken, you know, right. quite a few steps and you turn and look and like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. Um, and like I've said to you before, I, at least from my outsider perspective, in and I say this in in a in a in a, in an attempt to continue to comfort you, <laughs> the fact that you're even having this conversation or even thinking about this stuff at all, mm-hmm. I think means you're 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 doing a lot better than a lot of people because so many people in in relationships don't think about this stuff like they yeah. just end up somewhere like they end up looking at their partner from the other side of the like like the hill or something. You're saying the mall. Like or the there's mall. your red flag right there. We're at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Um and I think that, you know, a lot of people don't communicate as much as they should mm-hmm. and don't ask these questions of themselves and ask these questions of their partners. And well, you know, a lot of it and maybe this is like a uh sort of like heteronormative female Sure. perspective a lot of it as a woman comes from like maybe i've deluded myself into thinking we were having the conversation or we were on the same page yeah. and when i stop and look at it objectively and i remove my feelings and i stop trying to grab at any security i can get because that's the operative word right there is security yeah more than like yeah. love and squishy feelings it's are you going to fucking like be here <laughs> and are you going to help take care of me yeah in the world? Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I think that definitely comes from, like, a heteronormative culture, but it also comes from just, like, a misogynistic culture, and from, like, you know, we, you know, yeah, the the things, the gender roles that and the gender expectations that have been, you know, grilled into us, you know, do kind of teach women that they... And, you know, and, and some of this is you, you should feel secure in your relationship. You should expect to depend on someone. Mm-hmm. But also I think that for women, you know, uh, you know, as a man saying this, but like, I, I think what cult, our culture teaches women is that they need to depend. They are in a position where they feel like they have to depend more mm-hmm. on the man to keep them secure. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're always taught like, oh, like, you know, I say you, but like, you know, mm-hmm. I think that I have seen... And I've, you know, taking classes and stuff, I'm not, I'm trying to say that I'm not just talking on my ass, like, oh, I'm a man and I think of this, but yeah. like, that, um, yeah, like, um, you know, you're, t- you're taught, oh, like, find a husband who can take care of you and this, that, and that, and, and it, you know, I'm not saying that that's literally what you're saying, that mm-hmm. you're expecting mm-hmm. someone to take care of you and stuff, but I think those ideas are connected. I you think, know? uh. Harvard did a study maybe in like the 50s or something that always kind of stuck with me and maybe I'm misquoting it horribly but they surveyed a number of people men and women and they asked them like what are your priorities in a relationship like what are the things that you're most concerned about and and which needs do you need met in what order yeah and uh for men the top of the list was sex I like I have a sexual appetite that needs to be fulfilled (laughs) and for women the top of the list was security right (laughs) I need to be safe yeah I need to be safe (laughs) I need to be emotionally safe I need to be physically safe I need to be financially secure I need like there are a lot of criteria but it all starts and ends with security right um because when it comes down to it like in the culture that we live in and in 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 the in the 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 situation gender-wise that our culture is in men are always going to end up safer 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it, so that, that, even though that study's from the 50s, and mm-hmm. when I heard 50s, my brain immediately was like, what are you about to talk about from I, the 50s? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that's applicable. Like, you know, because when it comes down to it, like, you know, men are just, and see now, <laughs> maybe this is coming from my recent Twitter rants or something, but men are handed a lot of shit mm. and for free and just can kind of just fall into mm-hmm. success and mm-hmm. security mm-hmm. and independence and um and it's not the same for women you know i think yeah. this is another conversation for another day this is this, this is, is a whole nother episode <laughs> yeah we need okay yeah that's a whole nother episode um <laughs> Next Woo. time on the Sainted Path. Yeah. Oh. Next time on the Sainted Path, rape culture and how oh, men Jesus are Christ, ignoring I'm it. I'm not ready. I know. None of us are. Um, well, I don't know where I was when I started, but my two feet are now firmly on the ground. Good. At least until I get in my car and drive home. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm very, very, very happy and alive and happy to be alive. And I am happy to be here on open lines and I'm happy to be having these conversations I'm so thrilled that there are people who want to listen to these conversations and actively take part thank you for having these conversations with me always but especially today for having these recorded conversations with me yeah Um, hopefully the first of many Definitely the first of many. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to be a regular feature. I can oh. <laughs> talk to you way better than I talk to myself. Oh. Um, uh, that's it. That's all we got. This has been me and Trevor Richardson. We're on the internet. Come find us. Yeah. Add your voice to the conversation. You have the option. Yeah. Do the damn thing. Yeah. Right. And check out adventuresinportaste.com. One hey. more plug. Because, like, not only to see my stuff, but, like, there are so there are a lot of really cool people working on that site and like they do we're all doing this in our free time like separate from our day jobs mm-hmm. and I think that I'm working hard to try to get at least a couple one maybe thing a week mm-hmm. these people are like programming the site they're doing coding they're doing videos mm-hmm. like people are putting in a lot of really really hard work and I just always want to kind of take every opportunity I can to plug adventures in poor taste and the work that they do partly because i'm so grateful for the opportunity to write for them but also because they just deserve it they're, they're doing cool stuff over there yeah man yeah adventures in poor taste.com it's on the internet yeah on twitter i think it's aipt comics if you google aipt that's the acronym we use for a lot you might get some weird stock code as the <laughs> first google result but the second one is probably us. <laughs> Just scroll a little. You don't even have to leave that first page. Just scroll. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Uh, everything that he said, but related to open lines. Yes. And the work that we're doing here. Yes. And the effort that all of us are making to speak our truth and yeah. speak truth to power. We're out here and we're trying and we're doing. Yeah. Open your hearts and wallets and ears and join <laughs> us. Uh, on that note, <laughs> that was word for word an NPR <laughs> donation. <laughs> on that note. On that note, um, I love you. Good night. Good night. Day.